The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Good morning. Uh, thank you again for listening in this morning. Uh, we are, of course, uh, Wellness Interactive, and uh, we are a step further. We have uh, the Wellness Lounge, and... Uh, we have today uh, one of our uh, great, great uh, athletes, but also business entrepreneurs with us this morning, Mr. Earl Monroe. Uh, Earl Monroe has just uh, came out uh, with a, a pretty amazing book, uh, Earl the Pearl, My Story. And he's doing a book signing, actually, at uh, the Wellness Lounge on Saturday of this week. May 4th from 3 to 5 p.m., and uh, I think uh, you'll be inspired uh, by the book, but also the conversation, uh, with the conversation we're going to have today. Let me just read uh, a couple of uh, paragraphs from uh, his new book, uh, uh, Basketball, the Amazing Basketball uh, Hall of Fame, uh, famer Earl of Roman Rome. This is... Uh, a few uh, lines from this amazing book that uh, is written. Roman Rose is a sports superstar who we all know about, whose impact on the game transcends the analysis of statistics. He was a player known as much for his unorthodox playground style of play as for his championship pedigree. His game, the perfect combination of pure athletic ability and showmanship. Uh, I that I. Just Love that aspect of it. He was traded from the Baltimore Bullets to the New York Knicks before the 1971-72 season. Monroe became a key member of the beloved, star-studded 1972-73 Knicks team that captured the NBA title. And now, on the 40th anniversary of that championship season, Monroe is finally, finally re- ready to. You know, tell his story remarkably, of course. Now, I also want to just read a passage from Bill Bradley, Bradley, rather, sorry, uh, Senator Bill Bradley, uh, retired Senator Bill Bradley. Um, I, I love what Senator Bradley, uh, wrote about Earl, uh, who was, of course, his teammate at one point. Uh, he says he smiles easily. Even as he went through five hip operations, five back operations, 11 sinus operations, and countless stomach problems from all the ibuprofen he took in his playing days. At the end of the day, 
Earl seems to know that kindness is more important than on-court heroics and that those who love him count for more than those who applauded him. He accepts life's ups and downs, neither overwhelm, uh, they don't overwhelm him, you know, the balance on the court and balance in life, this is the... This seems to be his motto. In Earl the Pearl, you will read his story on his own voice. The quiet man has finally spoken. It is a story worth reading, and his life has been a life worth leading. Thank you. Thank you for being here uh, today, uh, Earl. So happy to have you with us and to speak about your book. Well, thank you, Des. It's great to be with you as well. Well, um, I am, you know, just uh, uh, fascinated by what you have written uh, with this book because my uh, first question would be, uh, who did you write the book for and uh, who should read it? Now, both those questions, I, of course, uh, think... (laughs) It's for everybody, but you might feel differently. Is it target-specific to uh, maybe athletes or parents who have athletes, or it really is your story and it's for everybody? What's your take on it? Well, my story uh, in this book is uh, specifically for, you know, a lot of people who know Earl Monroe but don't know from where I come, um, all the nuances that I've been through, and you know, just the um, just the realm of, of trying to make it in the world. Um, a lot of times, you know, you see people and you and you see them and you know them from the newspapers or the news uh, media. But um, this book was an attempt to let people know from where I come, since I come from Philadelphia, and all the things that have happened to me. Um, during that time, and then to also be able to put in perspective, you know, why I am, who I am, and how I got to be who I am. Oh, love it. That That's so real, and I think uh, a lot of people can learn from that. I um, would like to just um, uh, read uh, uh, something here that uh, your author um, wrote uh Quincy Troop, uh, and of course, you you actually said this. I believe the the thing is, I don't know what I'm going to do with the ball. Monroe once admitted, and if I don't know, I'm quite sure the guy guarding me doesn't know either. Uh, that's uh, an awesome statement because I I believe that it takes a lot of thinking, and uh, you're a great thinker. And so maybe this is what people uh, don't know about you, the people who have followed you for many years. Uh, you're, uh, to me, because I, I do know you, I'll tell, I know you very well, and uh, you're, you're like a quiet storm, but when uh, someone finally sits down to speak with you, you're such a great thinker. And so I think that statement there, uh, when you speak about, uh, the the guys not knowing uh, what move you're going to make because you don't know what move you're going to You didn't know at the time what move you would make. You have to be able to think on your feet. And so um, uh, it, with this uh, amazing book, My Story, I'm, you know, I'm reading. It, it takes you in, in so many 
uh, areas of your life. And I uh, would just like to know, um, or, or the listeners maybe perhaps would like to know, um, the influence uh, that uh, some of the great people in your life has had uh, uh, on you over the years and, and how, how, um, uh, how they actually contribute, may have contributed to your, the way you think the way you have uh, thought for many years and the way you think now, and especially your mom, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, well, you know, my mother was uh, very instrumental in in all my development, and um, uh, my dad left uh, the house uh, around when I was about five or six years old. Um, Last time I saw him, you know, at that time was he called me out into the uh, the street as he was leaving told me to hold my hands to get together and he gave me a handful of silver dollars and that's the last time I saw him for maybe 15 years and so it was up to my mom to uh, kind of raise me and take me under her way you know eventually I, I got a stepfather uh, John Smith who came to live with us, but still in all, it was my mother and my mother's influence that um, that raised me. I, um, you know, and you know, here, here's a, an, an instance of you know her, her nurturing. Um, I didn't start playing basketball until I was about 14 years old, and when I started playing basketball, all the people that I was playing against you know, would ridicule me, laugh at me, and, and tell jokes about me because I wasn't very good at all. I was tall and, and skinny and awkward. Mm-hmm. And my mother, you know, I went home and, and I complained to my mother. And my mother told me to just to stop whining, you know. Mm-hmm. And she gave me this this uh, notebook. And she said, all these people that, uh, you know, you've uh, it's ridiculing you, and dogging you out and doing all these things to you, you put their name in this book. Mm. And so I put all the names in the book, and then she said, well, now what you do is as you get better than them, you scratch their names off. (laughs) And this will give you, you know, this will let you know that you're getting better. And that's exactly what I did. And I you know, as I got better than guys, I started scratching their names off <laughs> and so forth. And this gave me a, a sense of accomplishment, first of all. And it gave me a sense of confidence as well to know that I'm getting better and better than the guys that were ridiculing me. And it, it gave me a goal, this, you know, setting goals. This is a, kind of a lesson in setting goals. And this was, you know, basically how I got better in, in basketball. And, and the other instance was that she was a very neat person. And, and she, you know, she always did things uh, in a way where it was coordinated, you know. And, and you know, I'm like that today. I'm, I like to have right. everything that's neat around me. <laughs> I like to be able to walk in, a, in like, my house and, and see it in a, in a way where, as you know, like my mom would have had it. Uh, I like, you know, I, I could look and see... What, if uh, if I'm walking past a desk, if the desk, if there's something out of place in the desk, because I look, all I do is look for things that are not where they're supposed to be. 
knows a lot of people that I that I know and whatnot, you know, because I'm so anal about this. But uh, you know, it's the way I was brought up, and uh, you know, it just stayed with me. And I, I think uh, that um, it, it's really important, uh, of course, the the things that we do take from our parents uh, that uh, you know are positive, because that's definitely positive. There could have been you know things that were worse, but that's just that's beautiful. I think because it does uh, have um, uh, a sense of uh, organization, and I think uh, just the the pad itself, the book, uh, scratching off names that that took a lot of thinking. When you were doing that, <laughs> what? How did you feel and think at that moment when when you would scratch off a name? And have you ever seen had an opportunity to see in, any of these people again, or? Well, yes, you know, all those guys, uh, you know, because, we, they, you know, we still played, uh, you know, together. Of course, this is South Philadelphia and, you know, Philadelphia in general. And, um, you know, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I did a radio show from Philadelphia. And there's a gentleman by the name of Matt Jackson who I chronicalized in this book uh, that we played for what was considered to be the, the best young player in South Philadelphia and and he just the the, the um, host of the show just happened to find him and put him on uh, on, wow. on, you know, on on air and we talked about that time and whatnot but you know the thing that I guess uh, that's significant is about Philadelphia is that Philadelphia basketball we talk, go to basketball it was a nurturing type of situation. It was like the older folks always um, nurtured the younger guys as as, as we came up, wow. and it wasn't uh, unusual for you to play against um, some of the older guys, and then after the game, they would come up and tell you what you did right or what you did wrong, and uh. in that way, you became more knowledgeable about the game and essentially a student of the game. And you tried to pass that along as well. You know, the older you got to the guy, to the other guys who were coming up underneath you. Wow, that's <laughs> extremely important, and, and that may be a miss uh, right now. What do you think uh, uh, with um, what's happening in our communities and neighborhoods? If uh, you're uh, aspiring to be a basketball player, um, can you find any of these? Uh, uh, people that are doing uh, some of what we all grew up with, or what you grew up with, actually. That well, are really that yeah, well, these guys can I'm look sorry. up to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I think that you know, in some instances, you have that when you have these community uh, uh, type groups that you know, maybe not in basketball, but just to try and nurture as a as a person. Uh, and you know, you know, for me, growing up in Philadelphia. Um, there was a lady who lived on my block. Her name was Mabel Wilson. And Miss Wilson, you know, took it upon herself to open this vacation Bible school. Wow. And again, we, you know, we weren't on a, you know, any, you know, luxury street at all. But as a matter of fact, the street I lived on was, was, had, was dirt. And across the street and up the hill was the railroad tracks and it was a dead end street. So, but she took it upon herself, uh, and she had kids herself, to open up this, uh, or to start this vacation Bible school to mm -hmm. teach the kids in, in the neighborhood about 
you know, the Bible and things of that nature. And this school was set across the street from a house in what was a vacant lot. And, um, you know, she got chairs and put out there. She got, uh, you know, tables and put out there so that we could sit there and, and she could uh, read the Bible and we could study the Bible and things like that. And then outside, the, you know, they put up this little uh, fence and whatnot. And the door <clears throat> leading into the uh, vacation Bible school, she put up like a, a, a crate. And the crate we use with no bottle we used as a basketball rim. Oh, my so goodness. So we would just shoot in the crate and whatnot, you know, before the, and after. And, and that's wow. essentially how I started, you know, you know, the first my first baskets that I would play on, that's what I first played on. Oh, my goodness. That, that's uh, some support. Uh, everywhere you turn, there's uh, support there. Uh, that That's amazing because you, of course, uh, have... Uh, your mom, and then you have uh, uh, your neighbor who is supporting the the, the kids or uh, basically the community on, on uh, uh, every day on all levels. I think it's just awesome. Um, you know, uh, you you speak about Philadelphia and that's home, and uh, you go back uh, often, uh, I think, or you, you do go back often, maybe perhaps to visit. Uh, but I, I think uh, if it's uh, okay with you, I think I'd love to speak about where you, where you actually live now because I think it's really important. You live in the village of Harlem. And, uh, you know, I always uh, uh, thought about uh, a statement, uh, Muhammad Ali, one of our other great athletes, uh, of course, um, uh, he, he in his movie, uh, he always went back to the community, always went back to the neighborhood, so to speak. And uh, I think uh, you're being in the village of Harlem right now, which uh, people may or may not know, uh, your presence is, is, people love you. They love you everywhere. And I know you hear this all the time, Earl, <laughs> but uh, you just do it so gracefully. And so you're in the village of Harlem. What brought you there, and how is it uh, for you uh, just uh, being in the community and really living with uh, uh, the people, as they would say? Well, one of the things that I had always done in any place that I was, um, when I was in college in Winston-Salem, um, of course, in Philadelphia, as well as when I was, first went to the first team I played for, which was the Baltimore Bullets in Baltimore, mm-hmm. I always uh, availed myself to be uh, in the community. And, and so this was just something that I did. Um, even when I came to New York um, and, uh, as a player, you know, I would always come up to Harlem. And and for me, it wasn't so much as coming up to make an appearance or anything, right. but it was coming up so people could see you. And, 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 you know, that I felt that was important because a lot of times, you know, the guys that make it, they don't, you know, go back or yeah. they don't, or people don't see them. And, you know, they see them in other instances and in other places, but they don't see them, you know, as an everyday person walking around right. and talking or, or, mm-hmm. or, or just driving through. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not such a thing as I'm here and I'm grabbing people off the street and say, hey, how you doing? I'm Roman Monroe. No, it's no. a presence of, of, of 
here. And I'm hoping that that presence helps uh, some young kid who aspires to be a basketball player, to be a doctor, to be uh, a fireman, or whatever the case may be. But know that, you know, there are guys like me that have been in similar situations and have made a, a decent name for ourselves, and we're still around. I think that it helps improve um, uh, the community in ways that uh, we don't really understand or know because we can't judge everything by dollars and cents. We we have to judge things uh, according to you know the, the results that you see in, in the community. Oh gosh, I think that statement is, is, is so awesome. You cannot judge uh, everything by dollars and cents. Uh, that it's, uh, I've never really heard it uh, explained or said that way so eloquently because it's true. And uh, I think that um, most people generally are always in awe of you being in the community because, uh, of course, uh, you will stop at any time and uh, engage them. If they, if, they, or if they ask for an autograph, you'll give them, give them an autograph. But that presence, uh, I think, is so far from what uh, some of the athletes uh, are, are doing even now. Um, and, and this is not to knock uh, any of the athletes, but I do want to get into speaking about, uh, you know, where where the, the mindset is for some of the athletes now because, uh, you know, uh, Senator Bradley spoke about uh, you're not being arrogant about anything. There's just, you're, you're not arrogant. And I just um, don't know sometimes if uh, the athletes uh, uh, are aware that they're, uh, they may be perceived to be a little arrogant, especially when we get into some of the teams that um, are, uh, uh, one in particular that <laughs> really did a whole dance about uh, uh, where or how they were going to play, and actually, one of the uh, players uh, decided he was going to do a whole media, you know, campaign about who he would be traded to and all of that. And so, I realize it's 2013, Earl, but uh, please, can you speak to that? Because they're so far away from even taking the ride up to Harlem <laughs> that mm-hmm. at least they could do something. <laughs> And I know that they have their nonprofits and so on, but it just doesn't uh, help our, our kids. Not everyone is going to be an athlete or an NBA Hall of Famer, none of that. But it's, it's really uh, what you just spoke about. You can't measure all that in, in dollars and cents sometimes. Maybe it's just showing up. Well, I think a lot of things happen because of, of the times. It's a different time. You know, people are represented by, you know, not just, you know, attorneys anymore. They're represented by organizations uh, like CAA and uh, William Mars that it's it's all about the entertainment value of what of what it is that they're, you know, into and, and how they can drive, you know, things from that. Um, you know, the, the great thing about the NBA is that back in 1985 or 84-something or other, you know, they started marketing their players. And once they started marketing the players, the players took on a whole together, all altogether different uh, image in, 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 in everyone's eyes. They became bigger than life. Uh, you know, they were the rock stars. 
And, you know, and now you see that, you know, it's uh, uh, perpetuated itself even more. Um, but, you know, you know, there are guys, they do, like you said, guys have their um, um, you know, foundations and things of that nature. And, you know, it's kind of like what I, you know, said about being in, in the neighborhood, letting people see. I never wanted to have, uh, because I came up to the neighborhood, uh, in in Harlem, I never wanted to have it publicized, or or there was a big media kick that I'm in Harlem, and, and so I'm being seen, you know, as a guy who came back. My instance of coming into Harlem, you know, back in those days, and and up until I started to live here, was just to be here and for people to know that I was here, not just for any publicity aspect, but because I really cared. And, you know, I think that a lot of that is uh, missing in today's because everything's about a press conference and everything is about the publicity of being. And uh, uh, somewhere, you know, there are guys that are, you know, truly, you know, uh, understand that and try and do things for, you know, their different communities and other communities as well. Uh, I know you probably specifically were talking about uh, LeBron James, but yeah. LeBron is a guy who I feel understands this, and, and you know, he, early on he understood, you know, what it was all about, and the fact that he did have a press conference and and, and whatnot um, when he was getting traded. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they never mentioned the fact that. Uh, this press conference that he did garnered anywhere between two and three million dollars that was uh, directed for the um, um, boys club, uh, boys and girls clubs of, of America. Oh, so, I think that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. Like so people never talk about that aspect of what that was, you know, um, because people were more or less outraged at the fact that he was doing this, but. Um, you know, but you know, you know, they're guys who care, and um, you know, I'm just happy that uh, in in this day and age, you know, we do have those guys like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm so glad you explained that for our, our, our listeners because, uh, yeah, we we don't know about uh, the whole marketing uh, campaign, or really, if you look at it, I guess the the guys are considered a product, or the team is a product. You know, and well, you know, we we are.
highlights, you know, a lot of their players who are doing uh, things in the communities. But again, even in that, you know, he would, you know, their cameras around and and, and the, the the kids and everything becomes just part of the publicity Product. Okay. of what it all is. You know, yeah. uh, obviously it's a great thing. I mean, when you when you look at even at the um, the New York Knicks and their their, their foundation, the Garden of Dreams Foundation, where they help out, you know, all you know thousands and thousands of kids in 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 the uh, you know, tri-state area. You know, that's every team has those things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my instance is that <clears throat> most of the time these things go out to kids who already have, and it's important that we have to also include the kids, you know, who don't, who really don't have, who don't have the mothers, who don't have the fathers, you know, who, who are right. stuck in certain situations where they can't get out of. Wow. You know, uh, uh, Earl, uh, I can't stress it enough that... Um, Everything that uh, Senator Bradley spoke about uh, and uh, described being, you know, his uh, friendship, his relationship with you and, you know, having uh, played with you in the championship, it's so very true. And this book is absolutely amazing. It covers so much of your life. And it's a life that uh, people should really uh, read about and, and should embrace. This is a book for everyone, at least I think uh, it's a book for everyone, including the people who have known you for many years. And uh, I just uh, hope that um, you continue to be the person you are. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just have to say this before closing. Uh, you In the book, it, it speaks about you having a Pontiac, and you couldn't wait to to uh, get that uh, new luxury car. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. You, you, you actually, you were very patient. You went from Pontiac to a luxury car. And, you know, I just know that a number of people now uh, of these athletes are actually uh, going right into the luxury car. So that says something about you. And I want to thank you so much for being here uh, with us this morning. And everyone should go out and get the book. And he's going to be with us at uh, the Wellness Lounge on Saturday from 3 to 5, and it's called uh, Earl the Pearl, My Story. Uh, in closing, is there anything else you'd like to uh, say, uh, Mr. Earl? Well, well, always glad to be here on the Wellness Lounge, and obviously I'll be there at the Wellness Lounge. And uh, if people want to get the book, they can go on Amazon and get it. It's uh, all over the country in every bookstore, so... Um, looking, you might like it. Excellent. Amazon.com, please. And uh, it's in every bookstore. Thank you, Earl, for joining us. Look forward well, thank to you. speaking to you again. Appreciate it, Des. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.